unlimited means to me that you can achieve anything you want if you put your mind to it and really there's just no limit to how good you can get and so you should just keep pushing your limits keep learning keep trying to do better that's what unlimited means to me that you have unlimited potential hi and welcome to unlimited the podcast platform that gives voice to inspiring women and mothers from the Arab world and beyond to engage, empower, and drive growth. I'm your host, Daniela Rossi, and for this new episode of Unlimited Features, I'm pleased to introduce you to Nabila Monshi, founder of Bloom Marketing Agency. Born and raised in Pakistan, Nabila grew up with a distinctive role model, looking up to her Disney childhood hero, Anna Montana. For the American dream to come true, she knew she had to study and work hard, and so she did. Strong of life experiences in six countries by the age of 26, she's now an emerging, successful, independent young woman who manages business accounts from one continent to the other, running brand strategies and media campaigns for clients from US to Europe and the UAE. And here she is. Hi, Nabila, and welcome to Unlimited. How do you do? Thank you. Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm very fine. Thank you. And I'm, I can't believe that we're finally here to record this episode. Overly due, as I believe that we met more than eight months ago, right? During wow, a yes. women empowerment event in Dubai. And that was, I believe, the first time we met in person after you had been following me on social media which is yes. where I think that at times social media really helps to build connections. Yeah, actually, I found you before I went to the event. And then I was very new in Dubai at that time. So I was like, she is someone that I would love to get to know. So I had like this list in my mind. I was like, these are the people that I need to say hi to in that event. And there were like all these cool people there. So I just went up to you, introduced myself. And funny enough, one of my friends knew you before. And actually, this reminds me that at times what I hear in Dubai is that, well, um, women or people who are up on stage uh, giving speeches, being speakers, uh, not only on stage, but also on podcasts are successful. Hence, everything has been quite easy for them, which obviously is not. And that's why the purpose of my podcast, Unlimited, is really to share not only the professional experiences and the achievements, but to dig down in the personal stories and personal journeys. And that's why, although I tend to avoid questions like, what's your role model? Because it's quite cliche and the answers tends to be quite obvious, but not in your case. So I'm gonna ask you, would you mind telling us a bit about your upbringing and your childhood dream? And in particular, who inspired you the most as a young child? So going back, um, I was very, so I grew up in Pakistan, right? And the environment growing up in Pakistan for women is very different. So you don't really have a lot of options to go out. At least I didn't. I don't know, maybe some other households were different, but I didn't. So I was quite like, nerdy in a sense like I loved books I loved studying um and I used to love watching Disney Channel and so I would always look um I would always love watching Hannah Montana and so I would always be like oh my god Miley's life is so cool she gets to go wherever she wants to go she's like living this dream of like being on stages and like you know how cool is her life like she gets to do so many different things it's so fun yeah so I really looked up to her so I would like read a lot about Miley Cyrus as well and just her life and 
I don't know. I, and then I thought America was like this place where people went to make their dreams come true. And so I was like, I'm going to go to America. And yeah, that's, that's where, what happened. Yeah. But was, what did you feel at that time that wasn't cool about your life compared to her? So, well, definitely. So when I grew up in Pakistan, I didn't have as much freedom. So like, I feel I'm so disconnected with that part of myself that I feel as if I don't acknowledge how far I've actually come. But when we go really, really back, my life was so different. I was such a different human. I was actually very shy. I spoke very softly, by the way. Um, I would just not say anything. I definitely think it's like cultural influence as well. First, for the fact that like I wouldn't, like I was always kind of like an introvert. I, I consider myself like an ambivert. But as growing up, I wasn't really like in crowds of people. I wasn't always mingling with people. I wasn't doing all these other things. Um, so I think I've always had that part where I've loved being by myself and just being like alone, having my own time and space. But I do think a lot of culture has to do with it because as growing up in those kind of countries, they tell you for women to be like, haha, like really polite and don't say, don't talk too loud because that's not feminine and don't say things, just be like pretty and cute and like in a corner kind of. And they don't empower you that much either to speak. But obviously I do see like a lot of other people who are from Pakistan who are women, but they just had different experience than I did. But from Pakistan, your family flew out to Malaysia and that yes. be even before you then uh, ventured towards uh, US. So in the pursuit of happiness, in the pursuit of your American dream. Yeah, uh, because again, I really tell thought... Tell us a bit about these steps, because I do believe that really helped uh, to shape the um, Nabila that we know and we see nowadays. So definitely. So when I was younger, I when I used to see, you know, Hannah Montana, I used to always be like, I think maybe I manifested it. I really do think so, because I used to be like, wow, her life is so cool. Like she can go out anytime she wants. She does whatever she wants. She's like pursuing her dreams. She's living like so like um, fulfilled every day. Every day of her life is so adventurous. Um, she's meeting all these people and things like that. And I, I used to think that happiness can only be found in America. For some reason, I used to be like, I put my whole life, you know, like how even as adults or like now we probably don't do as much because you have so much experience in life. And we know that happiness is not like the some destination that we're going to get to. We have to be happy now. But, you know, when you're younger, you don't have this kind of wisdom. So I was like, well, I can only be happy once I set foot in America. And so um, lucky enough, my parents decided to move to Malaysia. So when I was there, um, I always want to go to America and everyone would be like, oh, you know, we don't know if that's possible. You're a girl in a Pakistani family. Like even my mom would say that even though at the end, like she really helped me leave. But before she'd be like, oh, you don't know, you know, if you could go live alone and things like that. And um, then when I went to Malaysia, I was studying and suddenly I think I saw a brochure or a flyer of an American degree program. And so I was like, whoa, what is this? Like America. And um, yeah, so basically it was just like you could study in Malaysia for a year and then go finish your studies abroad. So it was like either you could do two years in Malaysia and two years in America or one year in Malaysia and three years in America. So I was like, no, I'm going to just do one year in Malaysia and then I'm leaving as fast as I can. So that's what I did. And then I went to America. I remember the first time I like I think your brain is so powerful as well. Because literally it responds to like the things that you've set 
in it, right? Like, so I thought America was going to be like the happiest place. So when I got there, like it was my first time ever in America. And then like, it was my hugest, biggest life goal. Literally, it was like my life goal to go there. And so I like, I get out of the plane, like I'm at the airport and everyone's so friendly and everyone's so nice and friendly. They're like, hey, welcome to America. And like, you know, all the, everybody was so happy and excited and so sweet. I remember that day like so well. As in a movie. And then you went and you progressed from your studies and your careers. Yeah. So you set up your yeah. very first experiences in the, let's somehow in the freelance world of social media in America before finding yeah. your new America in, uh, in Dubai. <laughs> yeah, because actually, so America was like a full dream for like a couple of months until it became old. And then I was like, wow, it's not making me happy. Like what happened? I thought I was supposed to be happy here. I'm still kind of lost. Like I'm not happy. And so I was like, what will make me happy? And then, you know, very brief into this. So then I thought like my happiness would be like finding someone. So like, I was like, okay, I should get into a relationship. So I got into a relationship, was happy for a little bit. And then I was like, wait, this is not making me happy either. So then what makes me happy? And then I was like reading all these books and watching all these TED Talks. And they were like, you have to find your purpose. I was like, okay, what is my purpose? Where do I find it? And so I was like, okay, I need to find a career that I really love. At that point, I was like in my last year of college. So I was trying to find um, new careers that would feel like this is my purpose. And I was waking up really excited and really happy to do it. And so I tried a few jobs and I really didn't like it. So I was at one particular job and it was sales and I'm pretty good with sales and I really like sales. Actually, my personality is pretty salesy. So it was a, a sales job, but I would hate being there. Like I hated being in the office. Like every time I would go in, I would just feel like, oh my God, you know, I don't know. I feel stuck. I don't feel happy. Like, I feel like I want to run away. And I was like, how do people do this their entire time? So then I was like, on the weekend, I decided to go take a art class because I was like, maybe I just need something like an art class to change up my mood. And so I went to this art class and it was in a co-working space. And so I went to this co-working space and I was like, wait, what is a co-working space? And then I found out about like entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship, that people just come there, work there. And I was like, who are they working for? What are they doing? And then I found out this whole online space. And yeah, and then I went to this owner of the co-working space and I was like, hey, do you have a job? I love the space so much. I really loved it so much. Like it was very chicly decorated. It was so nice. I was like, yeah, this is the place I would want to wake up and go to every day. And so I went there and she was like, yeah, um, I definitely have a job, but I can't pay you much. So you can just get clients from this co-working space uh, for social media and then you can be fine. I was like, sure. Sounds great. Like as long as I'm happy, like waking up, doing and learning. I was totally fine with it. And that's how it started. Beautiful. This really is a testament to the fact that you cannot wait for the opportunities to show up, but you have to create your own opportunities. So from that very first um, internship role, unpaid uh, in a co-working space uh, within social media, fast forward a few years, and you're now in Dubai, successful with your very own uh, company. And I wonder, within marketing and social media, is there still space for new young entrepreneurs in this field? Uh, but how do you compete with any established uh, agencies and what can you offer that others don't beside your passion? So I think definitely there's so much space still because I, and I really think nowadays everyone says that social media marketing is like the big thing, you know, everyone needs it. And all these agencies are coming up. They probably don't know very much about what they're doing, but still they're coming up. So there is a lot of space for it. So at that, when I started off, I definitely 
it was just basically me. People really liked my personality. People were like, oh, she's very eager. She's very, uh, you know, bright and she wants to do something. So like, let's give her a chance. So it was kind of like that. And then I think now, um, since I came to Dubai and I started getting a lot of clients, um, it was still a little bit of like my personality. I think that people were really resonating to and the creative ideas and all of that. But I've realized as I've been growing that I made a couple of mistakes. So basically I hired a few people and, um, it, and I kind of left some of the stuff to them and it didn't turn out to be as good of quality as I could have done by myself. And then, you know, like I, I let down some of my clients, which I was like really hard on myself for like a long time, like the past few weeks where I was like, wow, like I really like, how am I going to grow if I'm like letting them down, things like that. And so then like I'm learning slowly, slowly my entrepreneurial journey that like I have to create operating procedures and I have to create some kind of, you know, quality. I cannot just let go of quality. Like that's it's not easy I to delegate, do. right? Especially when you feel that your brand is associated with your own face, your personality, your, your name. So let's take a step back and let's see what gave you that um, strength to set up in Dubai where you were newly arrived to set up your own agency rather than just go and work for an established agency. What gave me courage was basically my parents have an entrepreneurial background. So, you know, I grew up with this mindset. So I always thought that this is something that I was going to do because sometimes you don't see the advantages that people who are entrepreneurs have. I think this is an advantage. What do you appreciate you know? most about your entrepreneurship um, journey so far? <sighs> Is it the freedom of working on your own uh, timetable? Definitely. Mm. I think that's one of the biggest ones, right? Like, um, I think because sometimes I'll be like, it, because it does get hard, right? Like, even when you're an entrepreneur, like, there's so many challenges. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And some days you're just like, like, sometimes it could be going really well. And then sometimes it's just like, oh, my God, you know, I need to restructure things. I need to do this and that. And it gets really hard. And sometimes like maybe you should just go, you know, get a normal job and that's it. But then what, what keeps me is the fact that you do have a lot of freedom and then you have this like little excitement and motivation every single day because you're creating something by yourself. And it's impactful, I believe, because uh, you work directly with your clients and you see how, how you can make a difference uh, in their daily life, uh, Yeah, definitely. Even like not just social media, but like even marketing or branding or anything like consulting. Like I have seen like how we can make a di make a difference. And again, like I was telling you, since I got busy, we kind of um, I'm coming back to this vision. So that way I can re-energize myself for everything. Okay, so tell us about the vision. So, you know, like how you when you start your business uh, with like really pure hearted dreams, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to help so many people. I'm going to do this and that and that. And I'm going to impact these people and I'm going to produce such good work and create cool content, whatever. And then suddenly when you get busier, you know, then you just get stuck doing day to day stuff. That's all you can do. And you don't have the capacity to be like, oh, I'm going to impact these people because you're like literally just doing day to day stuff. And then you're kind of stuck in it. And you forget about the bigger vision. And so like, that's what kind of happened because we were growing so fast and I thought I could handle it, but I wasn't able to, I think. So I was, so I disappointed some of my clients. So I'm like quite sad about that, to be honest. Some of but them. But I believe very most of all you disappointed yourself because you want to be on top of everything, right? So probably yeah. that would 
track you. <laughs> but I I'm have great no idea to see now. that you're back on your feet, and not yeah. only with the agency, but also with uh, a brand new podcast that you just launched. Yeah. So I'm interviewing now today on a limited podcast, but you've been a very successful podcaster back in your good old days in US. So yeah. tell us a bit yeah. about what podcast meant for you, for your branding, and what it can mean for everybody. So I started a podcast when I was very young, like 22. And I was just very passionate about personal development because I would read personal development books. And I used to see how big of an impact they would make on me. Like I would be reading this, you know, any personal development books, I'm just obsessed because every time I'd read one, I would just see this like full transformation within myself. And I'll be like, wow, this is incredible. Like people need to know this. And I would talk to my friends, you know, like all the time. So I'm somebody who like when, when I get excited, I can't stop talking. I can talk a lot, which is why I like a podcast because I just talk a lot, you know, so everybody just listens. But whenever I used to be with my friends, they used to feel so inspired every time they would leave because I'd be like, yeah, you know, your subconscious mind can do this. And like, you should be saying this and like, and they would be like, wow, where did you find this from? And I was like, oh, I read this book just recently. And so they were like, maybe they should have a podcast. So everyone would always tell me that they, I should have a podcast. And every time they would talk to me, they would feel so inspired. So I was like, you know what? I should have a podcast. Is so it? I started a podcast and I had no idea that time um, what I was doing. So I was like, I'm just going to keep doing it. But I was really inspired and very passionate about it, obviously, because I had so many ideas. I was so happy recording. I was so happy editing. Um, and then it was, I was suddenly starting to get a lot of feedback as well. I didn't do very much because I didn't know what po- podcasting was. Like, I, I mean, I was talking and everything. And editing, you went with the flow, but I didn't, Yeah, I, I didn't know how to market it at that time because I wasn't like a marketing expert at that time. So I was just like, just making content. And um, I was doing a couple of things here and there, like bringing on some people who are like good for the podcast collaborations and things like that. But my main thing was that I wanted to make people feel like they weren't alone if they were going through something and, um, and then just having new skills for life, because I just thought like personal development stuff is life changing. And uh, just a few weeks ago, if not only one week ago, you announced the launch of your very new brand new podcast marketing bites. I thought that I would love to have um, a way that I could share long form content for marketing. And, um, and apparently I'm very good with talking. So I was like, well, you know what, it's going to be a podcast. Um, And so that's why I launched a marketing bites podcast. So it's basically for small business owners, and it gives you all the marketing tips, and just in like little time. So I know everyone's super busy. So that's why I wanted to make it marketing bites. So it's super short. And so it's actionable tips. Give us some of these, give us a sneak preview of uh, some of your top tips and marketing bodies. Okay, so I talked about personal branding the other day, and then I did how to tell your brand story. And then, then I did about content creation and how you can make a one long form piece of content into small pieces of content. Yeah. What are the biggest mistakes that uh, people tend to do nowadays when it comes to personal branding or content creation? Personal branding, definitely like copying someone else. I think that's the biggest mistake because you can really tell, right? Like you can really, really feel it. I don't know if like I'm very intuitive or sixth sense is like pretty high, but like when someone's pretending online, you mm-hmm. can really tell. 
Like when people are being genuine, you can also tell. You can see that, oh, this person's like really talking about what they know. So I think that's one of the biggest things. Good Second point. is that if you don't have good aesthetics yourself um, or you don't have the graphic design skills or like um, a sense of branding or, or, or anything, so you should get like professional help. I think that's something as well to not ignore it because even though people want to say that, oh, looks don't matter and things like that. But at the end of the day, like it does. Not not like in humans or anything. I wasn't saying that. But like, you know, for example, if you go like on an Instagram profile and this person is like a very known person. And if I see their Instagram profile and it looks not nicely put together, I wouldn't I would be like, wow, they really didn't put thought into this or they could have they could have been more professional, you know, especially if it's for your business or something. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that it's coming across professional. Absolutely. And consistently, right? Consistent with your persona, personality. Exactly. As you're building your business, literally on the go, um, how do you structure your business in an environment that it's ever changing at a very fast pace, probably faster than 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 ever? Um, what is um, how can you find some stability? So I want to say because. I mean, I think you just need tons, not tons of structure, but you just need a couple of systems and your laptop is incredible. Like it's amazing. You have Google drive where you can sort out everything and create like systems. There's so many productivity apps like notion to do list, um, click up to organize your projects for yourself, for your clients, everyone. And then you have so many good communication tools like zoom, um, Slack, WhatsApp, Mm-hmm. to communicate with your team members. So I think it's actually a lot easier nowadays. Maybe back in the time when you like didn't have all these cool softwares, we had to like be in one place and like work in a very uh, like that environment. But I think now the world has like I think technology has made it so much nicer for us because we can really take advantage of it and then you can also live the way you want to live, right? Like if I wanted to travel somewhere, I can just take my laptop and go adaptable on the go but uh somehow always available uh i mean i don't know if that's a good thing somehow exactly that could be the the downside it is yeah it is a little bit i mean i think that's where your self-control comes because i am always available right like people could text me on whatsapp or instagram and sometimes my clients do but then it's my choice if i respond to them or not So last but not least, what I tend to call my paramount question for you, what does unlimited mean to you, Nabila? So unlimited means to me that you can achieve anything you want if you put your mind to it. And really, there's just no limit to how good you can get. And so you should just keep pushing your limits, keep learning, keep trying to do better. That's what unlimited means to me, that you have unlimited potential. It's beautiful. You give me goosebumps. Thank you so much, Navira. Thank you for sharing your personal journey and your professional story today on Unlimited. And wish you all the best for your new podcast, Marketing Bites. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed discovering the person, the story, and the vision behind the brand. Now it's your turn. We'd love to hear from you. Please share your comments or questions on our social media pages on Instagram at unlimited.me and LinkedIn at unlimited platform. And don't forget to leave a review. Best in last, if you'd love to share your story, please connect with us on our website 
www.unlimited.me. We're always on the hunt for inspiring stories of unlimited women, and you could be the next one.